The Vexation of Barney Hatch, Part 4. The End. The shop was full of shadows. The fattest shadow detached itself and came forward. Want something? Oh, it's you. Me? said Barney. Nah, the kid. The man had a flat face like a moon. Comes here all the time. Nose sticking right through the plate glass. He looked at the small boy, from whom suddenly a quiver of electric current seemed to be flowing. Listen, said the pawnbroker, outraged by so much intensity. I'm not going to haul the thing out of the window for you again. I told you last time. And the boy said, he's going to buy it for me. He said it quite quietly. The pawnbroker looked at Barney sharply. That right? You going to buy it? Uh, Got to look it over first, said Barney. Reached into his pocket, past the cool crackle of his beloved dollar bills, found a quarter, which he rubbed tenderly between his fingers. The pawnbroker waddled toward the window, talking to himself. Oh, it gives me the creeps the kid does, staring in the window all the time. Comes in, says, can I see it again? I got nothing to do but run about hauling the thing out of the window. Been there so long. Oh, fits so nice. Spoils the window, said Barney, sensing conflict. Props up the owl says the problem broker, removing the harmonica and causing the owl to fall into the china cupid lamp. You see, he said with a kind of melancholy pride. He blew dust off the box of the harmonica, waddling back and planked the box down. The small boy put his chin on the counter and stared so hard it looked as if his ears might fly off. Barney reminded himself that 20 cents was an outside price. The boy's dirty paw reached up and one finger touched the deep dent in the side of the instrument. Don't touch, said the pawnbroker crossly. The boy put his hands in his pockets. Because uncaged, he could not be responsible for them. Barney kept thinking about the 20 cents. The old harmonica was so busted up, it probably couldn't even carry a tune. Hmm. Piece of junk, ain't it? said Barney. Very loud and affable. Paid you let the kid cart it away, huh? <laughs> the pawnbroker gave a sort of Short, unpromising laugh. Barney shrugged. He had not expected the gambit to work. Uh, what do you want for it? He said casually. He had expected the pawnbroker to hesitate, sizing up his customer's affluence according to immemorial pawnbroker custom. The pawnbroker did not hesitate. He said crisply, three bucks. Barney gave a wild, incredulous howl. Three bucks? You're out of your mind. Take it or leave it, said the man. That's the price. You're out of your mind, said Barney. There was a small bubble of sound down at counter level. The kid had reached up and taken the harmonica into his hands and was now rubbing it tenderly against his coat sleeve. The pawnbroker said, put it down, with a weary irritability. Bet it don't even blow, said Barney indignantly. Piece of junk. I'll give you two bits for the piece of junk. Oh, it blows, said the pawnbroker unmoved. Bet it don't. Blow it yourself, said the pawnbroker coldly. Barney stretched out his hand. The small boy pulled away and put the harmonica to his own lips. There was a small, breathy sound, wheezy like an old organ, as the little instrument breathed out the dust of the window, breathed in something new. And then it piped, a sweet little pipe, like a bird in a meadow, following a thread of a tune a tiny melody that went up and down, miniature but recognizable. Don't breathe so light, said the pawnbroker fretfully. Makes it sound like a sick cat. You gotta fill your lungs. 
ain't used to me yet, said the small boy in the smallest of whispers. Where'd you learn to play a tune, said Barney. Fella taught me once. He volunteered no more. His eyes were enormous, his hands were cradles. He talked gently to the harmonica. The pawnbroker and Barney looked at each other. Thirty cents, said Barney. That's my last word. <laughs> Listen, the pawnbroker leaned across his counter, master of all his objects. You hear how good she plays. <laughs> Six years in a winnow and still as sweet as a bird. No volume, said Barney. <laughs> get the dust out of its innards and some breath into that boy. You'd get plenty of volume. Three bucks, nothing less. Who, said Barney rhetorically, do you think you're kidding? Pawnbroker broker waved a hand. A dollar a year I take off. Last Christmas, she was four bucks. This Christmas, three. Next Christmas, two. See you next Christmas, Santa Claus. The kid's head jerked up. Barney leapt like a flea. Don't call me that, he yelped. The boy looked at the pawnbroker with interest. How'd you know who he was? Who? Him. Santa Claus. Listen, said Barney hysterically. He's a naughty mouse, said the boy pleasantly. He lifted the harmonica to his lips again, and this time the tune didn't sound so thin anymore, but almost like a real piece of music. Over his cupped hands, his eyes were as bright as a squirrel's. Three bucks, said the pawnbroker. Talk sense, said Barney. The pawnbroker shrugged and turned to the kid. Gent ain't gonna invest, he said indifferently. Give her here, I'll put her back in the window. Kid backed away. The harmonica held tight. He looked up at Barney. You promised. Barney glared at him. Maybe the whole thing was a racket. Maybe the kid and the pawnbroker were in cahoots. Only a sucker would be expected to pay three dollars for a piece of junk. Even if the piece of junk did have a tune inside it. Barney Hatch was smart. And Barney Hatch was getting out, his money tight in his pocket. His Christmas Day all spelled out for him, the glow of his own private bottle of good whiskey just around the next corner. Thirty-five cents, said Barney coldly. Not a nickel more. Three bucks. Thirty-five cents, the pawnbroker said to the boy. Put the harmonica down, kid. The jet ain't interested. Spread his hands on the counter, watching the boy. And after a minute, he said, I told you, put it down. The boy moved so slowly, he hardly moved at all. Put it down. He reached up and placed a shiny little piece of junk, value three dollars, on the counter. And then he opened his hand and let it go like it was a baby rabbit or something. Then he touched the dent in it with one finger like a smoothing a baby rabbit's ear. The pawnbroker took it up and put it back in its box and snapped a lid down hard. The kid looked at Barney. It all of a sudden became very clear to Barney that he didn't have to stand here in a, in a dirty old pawn shop with a skinny little kid staring at him. He pushed his hands down deep in his pockets and felt the lovely, crackling reassurance of his money. And that did it. He spun on his heels and left the shop. He walked down the street in such a hurry that you would have thought that there was a pack of angels snapping at his heels. And he didn't stop, and he didn't look back, and he turned a corner so fast he bumped into a fat lady with a lot of packages who gave him a huffy look like her mouth was full of pins. And he didn't pay any attention. The corner he was turning was the corner by the liquor store. And the one thing that was clear in his mind was that he was going to convert his dollars into Christmas and convert them quickly. There, in the window was the bottle he had picked out. Gold seal, fancy label, red Christmas bow. And inside, Barney's passport to Christmas.
He could imagine its glow spreading and comforting, making the 25th of December something to remember. Just looking at it made him feel better. He reached into his pocket, taking out the bills, smoothing them, putting the change on top. $3.49, the price of a good bottle of whiskey. Only 49 cents more than a cheap, beat-up harmonica in a satin-lined box. Barney made a cross sound. He hadn't intended thinking about the kid. He looked at the whiskey bottle again, it not being the shape of a harmonica at all. Kid must be used to waiting by now. He could wait another year. It would learn him not to believe in Santa Claus. Kids had no business me going around believing in Santa Claus anyway. Probably just a gag. I mean, who believed in Santa Claus? Suppose this kid did. Well, then it was high time he stopped believing. High time he grew up. Barney looked down at the dollar bills and the loose change, and he looked past them at the whiskey bottle. Kids like that one never grew up. They didn't have to. They were born old. What Barney knew about people not caring, what that whiskey bottle knew, that was what the kid knew, too. Today, just in case he'd forgotten his lesson, the kid had learned it again. The whiskey bottle glittered in the window. The gold seal shone like a star. Barney swore. Barney said, the hell with it. And a passerby gave him a shocked look, which Barney didn't see. He turned on his heel and he started walking fast, walking back the way he'd come. The last couple blocks he ran because the kid might be gone. The kid wasn't gone. He was standing there outside the pawn shop window, hugged up close to the glass, waiting for next Christmas. (laughs) The hand that Barney put on his shoulder was rough. It was rough the way that Barney marched him into the store. It was rough the way he slammed down $3 on the pawnbroker's counter and the way he said, get that junky thing out of the window again. It was a roughness like shattered glass, like a broken whiskey bottle. The pawnbroker scooped up the money first, then he went to the window and took the satin-lined box out and put it in front of Barney. Barney pushed it over with one angry hand, not looking at the kid. The kid didn't ask. He knew it was his. He put out both hands, and it almost seemed, though it wasn't possible, that the harmonica jumped up into them. He turned his back to the counter, and he pressed his shoulders against it. He held the harmonica up to his mouth, but his hands were shaking, and the silly little tinny thing wobbled and shook too. He put his hands down level with his chest, the harmonica tight and safe in his fingers. The pawnbroker brushed some imaginary crumbs off the counter. The room was getting dark with twilight, and outside the wind was worrying the big window, trying to get at the stuffed owl and the china lamp and the silver mug. Barney stood in the middle of the pawn shop and listened to the wind. If it had come into the pawn shop and laid its cold finger on his shoulder, it couldn't have told him more plainly what a fool he'd been. Money gone, whiskey gone, Christmas gone. The Christmas that would have been a real one, the Christmas that would have kept the cold out. He hunched up his shoulders. The pawnbroker and the kid were both looking at him, and suddenly their staring made him angry. What what, what did they have to be gaping at him for? Kid had his harmonica, pawnbroker had his money, everybody was sitting pretty except Barney Hatch. He opened his mouth to shout his anger at them, but the kid spoke first. I'm... Awful sorry, the kid said anxiously. I I, I didn't say thank you. I I could play a tune for you, he said hopefully. Only I don't know but the one. The pawnbroker leaned abruptly across the counter. That isn't suited, he said firmly. Don't you know any Christmas tunes like, uh, 
He thought for a moment. Like, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's a good tune. The boy shook his head. I don't know. I, I, I never heard it. <laughs> Imagine that, said the pawnbroker wonderingly. Imagine that. He straightened up from the counter and drew a deep breath. From inside him there came a sort of rumble. The rumble was just a little bit off-key, but the Herald Angels were clearly on their way. For a moment the kid listened with his head tilted on one side. Then he cupped the harmonica and put it to his lips. First he had a little trouble making the tune come out right. Then it began to grow until the harmonica was singing glory to the newborn king as if it had been silent for six years just for this moment. The pawnbroker beat one hand on the counter keeping time and the chorus of Christmas angels came up so fine and strong that the dust danced on the pawn shop shelves. Barney stared. Very slowly, all through him, there began to spread a glow, warm and golden and quite unmistakable. It was a glow he had planned to buy for $3.49. The glow he had thought came only in a bottle. He stood there, listening, and he let it warm him. Outside, the wind shook hard at the window, <laughs> wanting to come in out of the cold. <laughs> <laughs>